this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Oh, I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, greetings and salutations. It's time for another Hard Rock Lunchbox with its illegitimate bastard child, the Top 20. <laughs> Today is June 22nd, probably Thursday, hopefully Thursday, just afternoon. Sorry I'm late. I don't have any excuse. I just didn't feel like getting here on time. <laughs> If you want to know the truth of it, I was actually trying to finish my uh, my Wordle. Um, it's like Wordle, but it's uh, uh, like countries, like silhouettes of countries. And uh, I don't want to give anything away in case anybody plays it. I know my daughter plays it, uh, so I want to give it away. She'll know it, though. She's like super nerd when it comes to stuff like this. Um, but it had one of the bonus things is like you just name the countries around it, which is effectively how I learned how to play this game. Um so it had like 10 countries and I was like, I could not figure out for the life of me one of them, uh, what one of them was and I realized I hadn't even set up for the box, I didn't put the curtain up, didn't turn the light on, didn't turn the computer on didn't turn the other computer on and uh, all of a sudden it was like 12.01 so I apologize I apologize for being late but as we always say uh, a late box is better than no box whatsoever, I think that's probably true It is good to be transmitting today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Uh, had a great show this past Friday night. Uh, thank you, everybody that stopped by. Uh, Mr. Beery's to help us celebrate the start of summer. I think I think it was a great show. I thought it was better than the last show we did in December, but Tony says that there were probably more people. Uh, at the December show, but I pointed out that most of the people in December were inside, and a good half of the people at uh, Friday's show were outside because it was just unbelievably hot in the room, uh, which was surprising. I figured it would just be better than that, but it wasn't. So there it was. It was actually one point. I was telling uh, I was telling Jimmy this story. But there was one point where, uh, in the middle of our set, were about five people that were kind of up front actually left to go out back and um they ended up coming back which was cool but at, at the time i didn't know that and i'm always bummed when like especially a group of people leave especially when we're playing later because that usually means they're leaving for the night uh but like i said they just they left and they came back but as like as they left i was like bummed i was like oh that sucks but like within like 90 seconds of them leaving it was actually palpably cool Palpably cooler uh, where I was up on stage, and I was like, "Well, this is working out for the better here." And uh, you know, as performers, like we're constantly saying stuff like, "Hey, man, everybody, take like one big step, come towards the stage." And I was literally in my head being like, "Now, if we could all just take three steps back, we could enjoy this show." <sighs> it was a good show, though. I really, I don't like when people just bounce. Uh, like, I understand that it gets late, but I try and keep the shows like a decent hour. I mean, we were off stage by 1230, uh, 1235, which is not a, really a late night in the, uh, 
bane of late night shows. I appreciate that people work on Fridays, so they're probably tired after. So I do get all that, but like that, it just it just always bothers me. It's going to continue to bother me. I would assume, you know, for the rest of my life. But you know, I've I've had to leave shows early too. But usually, if I'm leaving shows early, it's because I'm driving four hours, or it's already two two thirty in the morning. Like that's generally, I usually don't bounce. Uh, you know, especially if it's a band that. You know, I, I want I want to see or I like, which is how I translate that stuff in my head. Like, if you leave during my set, like we're a band you don't want to see, and you know, it sucks, man. I'm human. I'm not I'm not impervious to such feelings. So. But uh, we can get to some housekeeping. I know it's upside down, but it's still housekeeping. Hopefully, I'm reading the right one this week. I am. Look at that. Uh, it's a brand new top 20 out today. It's coffee, tequila, and whiskey. Oh, my. Uh, and it's basically uh, talking about, uh, like, my medical minute, uh, medical minute, how great it was to watch a soccer game that I had absolutely nothing, no investment in. That was just awesome. Um, things that shouldn't taste good. Right, we're talking about, like, uh, that was when I was making fun of Gregory's and the probably super delicious new cold brew that they have with the maple syrup in it. Uh, I have not had it yet. It's not because I'm protesting at all. It's just because I just have not gone out for coffee. Like, just been super busy and more antisocial than normal, so I just haven't decided to go out, which I, I probably should. I might go out today, but it looks actually absolutely super gross, so I'm probably not going to do that either. So, just another bunch of lies, courtesy of the top 20. Um... The interview with Spencer from Under Oath is uh, up at Bacon is My Podcast, so check that out on Stranger TV. Uh, that came out on Monday. Their discussions and drinks, which I did not get to listen to yet. Um, it's struggles of watching TV as a kid in the 80s and 90s, which I feel like is something I talk about all the time, at least to my kids, and try and explain how things work. My kids don't even like understand like the concept of not being able to watch everything on demand. I mean, my oldest does. Actually, my, my oldest does. We were talking about, like, the joys of, like, videotape. And I was asking my kids if they had any idea how to, how to, how to work rabbit ears antennas. They, they don't. So that's good news. <laughs> anyway, always good stuff over at Strangerhood TV. Check that out. Um, I have something specifically that I'd like to talk about. I'll probably talk more about the van stuff later if I get around to it. Um. But it's, uh, I just want, I want to touch on this briefly, some political stuff, just because it's happening, and I think it's important to realize. I don't know if you can see this, but this person right here, with the exception possibly of George Santos, is the absolute dumbest person in Congress, and I feel like you need to know that. Her name is Lauren Boebert. She is a high school dropout. She got knocked up in high school and couldn't handle both. So she uh, dropped out of high school and only actually went to get her GED right before she ran for Congress. Now, I generally don't slut shame, uh, but I will when it comes to actually like derailing your education because that's more important, I guess, than getting a basic foundational education. And I usually don't, I don't usually slam that either. A lot of people are cut out for uh, education and the smarts. And that's fine, too. Like, we really do need people to work in the minds. Like, that's fine. Like, that's really going to be fine. 
But what I do take uh, have a have an objection with is when somebody like this gets elected to be one of our political leaders, and she represents the less than great area of Colorado, the center to Congress. And yesterday, she filed articles of impeachment on the House floor against President Biden. Now, I think and have thought that she is an idiot since day one. The only thing, the only people I think that are stupider than her are the people that voted for her. Uh, I also now believe that the people that might be stupider than her are the people that continue to support her or think that anything she has to say is a good idea. Uh, I was going to read some of this, but honestly, all I just said kind of covers it. She filed the articles. Uh, it's it's a six-page um it's a six-page document, and it basically says that President Biden is guilty of uh, dangers to the country because of a failed immigration policy. Uh, actually, I will read that part if I can find the actual quote. Um, I'm bringing my articles of impeachment against Joe Biden to the House floor in a privileged motion, meaning that every member of Congress must vote on holding Joe Biden account. Okay, so it's a political stunt for sure. That's exactly what it is. Where? Oh, here it is. The six-page impeachment resolution argues that Biden has abused his power and is derelict in his duty as president, leading in an administration, quote, that has continuously, overtly, and consistently violated federal immigration law by pursuing an aggressive open borders agenda. So that is completely ridiculous. And it is also completely false based on the information available and on the ground. Um, And it was actually really funny because the White House said extreme House Republicans are staging baseless political stunts that do nothing to help real people and only serve to get themselves attention. Right. Because that's going to get money from her base because she's creating a spectacle. Right. She's using our political system that we pay her for to make more money for herself by pulling a stunt. She's not doing any work for us at all. She's not doing any. She's not even offering up a solution on the border. She's not, you know, pledging more money from Congress for Border Patrol or anything like that. She's just wants to impeach the president on baseless things. These are not high crimes or misdemeanors. So it's absolutely dead on arrival. But people are actually taking it seriously in the, you know, in the real world because they think it's a good thing. Those people are morons. And I think we need to really start shaming the dumb people again. Like, I was fine with it when I was in in school. Totally fine with shaming stupid people. Like, it's not my fault that you're stupid. It's your parents' fault. Or, you know, you just didn't pay attention. Like, but it's not my fault. And I feel completely justified in abusing you and making fun of you for that. Especially if you keep speaking up saying stupid, stupid things. Uh, The Biden administration has defended its border policies, arguing in a recent court filing that its actions have actually reduced the number of migrants permitted to apply for asylum at the southern border by allowing them to be screened for asylum, blah, 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 blah. Only if they can... Uh, only if they can prove that they previously tried to apply in countries they passed through or that their cases are exceptions to the rule, right? So the Biden administration has stepped up and really actually, you can make an argument, unfairly squashed the number of migrants that are coming across the border. Yes, there's always illegals. There were just as many illegals when Trump was president, just as many when Obama was president, just as many. Like, in fact, it's actually dropped under Biden because for some reason... And I don't understand exactly what it is, but since the expiration of Title 42, illegal crossings have dropped. I don't know why that is. I don't really have a reason. It 
I would have thought it would have gone the other way, but it didn't. So that's that's what it is. But the bottom line is this. People, like, and I heard this, and I was saying a couple weeks ago, like, there were Republicans on Long Island, Republican leaders that were talking about all these illegals that are coming here. Like, let's be clear. If they're here, if they're being bused here from Texas, they're not illegals. Uh, and I can prove that because they happen to be asylum seekers, which is a whole other classification. But if they were illegals and Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, put them on a bus and transported them here, like trafficked them to New York, that's a felony, right? You're not allowed to do that. It's also aiding and abetting illegal, illegal aliens, which you're not allowed to do. Illegal citizens that are here illegally, unless you're in a sanctuary city, and that's something different, unless, if you're here illegally, ICE will pick you up, they'll arrest you, they'll deport you. And then, because of that, you can't even apply for any sort of amnesty or, or uh, asylum for, it's like, 6 to 12 months because you've come here illegally. Like, it's just, it's a big deal. There aren't illegals ri- arriving here. So if you hear Republicans saying that, there are illegals arriving here every day from Texas, like, it's a lie. They're lying to you or they're too stupid to know the truth. But they're probably just lying to you. They're asylum seekers. And the reason asylum seekers are here is because stuff is so bad where they're from that they have decided to basically walk across the entire country of Mexico on the chance that they could get a better life in America. Like, I've said it for a decade. I will take somebody that wants to work so badly that they will walk across an entire other country to come here and work over some fat, meth-addicted or opioid-addicted SSI recipient just sucking off of my tax dollars because they were born here in Canada. It's just true, and that's not super popular, but yeah, I will absolutely support somebody that wants to work for a living from another country over somebody that just thinks they deserve stuff here. Now, I can speak from experience, because my mom is one of those kind of people. She's not meth-addicted, she's not opium-addicted, she's not even fat, although I haven't seen her in like a good decade, but she's another one that lives off of SSI, totally capable of working, but just would rather not, so she doesn't. So she takes SSI money, which is my money. It's your money. Like, this is the money we're paying for. Completely capable of working. Just doesn't want to do it anymore. Okay, that's fine. But don't, like, think that we don't need jobs still done here. And I would gladly pay somebody that's going to pay taxes. Like, you take a migrant, you pay him $100 a week, get him, like, 8% federal taxes. Like, I don't know, man. That's, like, 8 bucks that goes into the federal kitty as opposed to somebody that's just taking Social Security money and doing nothing. Those are people that are just taking stuff out. And people with actual disabilities totally understand. Totally fine. I'm just saying what my preference is. Like, I would rather have somebody adding to the pot than constantly taking away from the pot. Which actually brings me to what I wanted to talk about today. And, um... Man. So... Often I have an opinion about something. I don't know. Maybe you've listened to the show before. But I will say I I feel like I'm a, like not not like, you know, Squirtle evolving into, you know, Wartortle or, or Charmander into Charmeleon. But I feel like I'm evolving into some sort of new sort of political state. And I can't quite figure this out. And I actually was saying it recently about how I there are so many things that are happening, at least here in New York. In New York City and Long Island. There are so many things that are happening um, on the left that it's starting to push me to the right. 
Now, nationally, everything that's happening on the right overwhelms my sense of decency, and I'm disgusted by most of those people. I am disgusted by anybody that would support, you know, all the nonsense that's going on in Congress right now. Uh, anybody that would support what Samuel Alito has done or Clarence Thomas has done. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they're all guilty of ethics violations and should have stepped down. But Republicans don't. Democrats stepped down. If Democrats acted like Republicans, Cuomo would be our governor right now. And I cannot stand Kathy Hochul. The only thing I, do, I like about Kathy Hochul is that she's not Lee Zeldin. So, like, that's a good plus. But, like, these people just don't. There's, like, no real punishment for them. Like, completely. Like, he took money for travel and trips from somebody that actively had a case in front of the Supreme Court. It's, like, the only rule. And he broke it. And he doesn't. So I'm disgusted by what's going on with, you know, women's rights and LG, L. LGBTQ plus rights and all the other pushback. And honestly, can we as just a society agree that no white male over the age of seven should use the word woke in sentence? I am so tired of laughing at Ron DeSantis for him just being mad at a word, a word that sounds ridiculous anyway. It actually reminds me of when my mom used to try and sound cool by using my lingo when I was a teenager. And Ron, you sound like such a dork and such a jerk. Man, you will never get my vote. And I can't believe I literally considered it for a hot minute, but man, you have doubled down on being just an asshole and you can enjoy Florida for all I care. By the way, Florida financially is in so much trouble right now. I personally cannot wait till that completely implodes. But locally, I have been finding more and more often, and this is the where I'm looking for some like uh, repartee, some feedback from some other people because I'm trying to form this new opinion. I have been getting overwhelmed lately from the people on the left that keep claiming like stuff that they're owed, right? Like I believe in like certain basic rights right like you should basic human rights like marry who you want to marry be with who you want to be with raise your kids the way you want to raise your kids send them to the schools you want to send them to i also believe in stuff like universal health care i also seem to believe in the right to bear arms i do seem to have some reasons why that's not always the case like Maybe if a wife beater shouldn't be able to own a gun. Maybe an alcoholic shouldn't be able to own a gun. Maybe a felon shouldn't be able to own a gun. That kind of stuff. I believe in those basic things, and I find I check them with my common sense indicator, right? I tend to know when things seem off. And when they seem off, I start looking into them a little bit. So what's going on recently, and I don't understand, like, why this is so hard for people to understand. Um, and there's a lot of examples, but this is the one that's just been going on in the past week. If you've heard anything in the news, they've been talking about increasing rent at the rent-stabilized apartments in the city. There's, it affects basically 2 million people. 8 million people live in the city, 2 million live in rent-controlled apartments. The reason we have rent-controlled apartments in New York City is because if people were just allowed to gouge constantly, nobody would be able to live there. I understand all the reasons they proposed, this was pre-yesterday, they had proposed anywhere from like a 3 to 7% increase uh, for one-year leases. There's two-year leases and stuff, and that goes even a little higher. Um, but they proposed rent increases of about, say, 3 to 7%. People staged protests, and 
on verge on the verge of having riots because their rent was going to go up 3%. I have to tell you, as a homeowner in Suffolk County, while my mortgage has not increased because I agreed to an unbelievably oppressive amount of money for my home <laughs> when I first signed up, the costs associated with being a homeowner, like taxes and maintenance and utilities and all that other good stuff, have done nothing but gone up. And they have really skyrocketed over the past year because they can, right? I told you and anybody will tell you that what's going on with inflation is a, 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 it's a bounce back from COVID because all these companies weren't making money for a year, so they're gouging people to get money now. And if you don't believe me, check out any airline any airline price because they are just doubling what they what they should be costing and the reason they're doing that and they're claiming stuff like well it's hard to get help and workers and it's hard to pay for gas that's bullshit that's a lie they are gouging you because they can because they know you want to fly they know you've been cooped up in the house for a couple of years and they know you want to travel so they're gouging you it's the same thing the gas companies are doing there's absolutely no reason for for ExxonMobil to be posting record profits again if they aren't gouging you like, that's how that works. And that's a totally different show. If you don't believe me, just look it up. Not conspiracy theory at all. This is literally what they're paying, what they're claiming. Amazon made $9 billion. You don't think they could just drop 1% off of every item? That would save me a lot of money. It would make my life a lot better. It would make inflation seem almost like there's not inflation. That's my point. So, all these costs have gone up. And when you, when you rent an apartment, and anybody that rents an apartment will tell you, when you rent an apartment, almost all of that is part of that. Which means the landlord is taking your rent and basically paying for the mortgage, homeowner's insurance, you know, usually oil, uh, depending on, on how you work. Some people have to pay for their own heat. Some people have to pay for their own electric. But you have to provide all that. It has to be in working condition. But you also have to do maintenance. Maintenance is skyrocketing. Maintenance is going well over 3%. And I am in no way interested in dealing with, like, venture capitalists and how much money they're making. But I really don't think, and you can prove me wrong, and this is kind of the stuff that I would appreciate if people tell me. I really don't think that venture capitalists are investing in rent-controlled apartments unless they're trying to get rid of people and turn them into luxury apartments. There's just no money in it. There's no money in rent-controlled apartments. There just isn't. Yes, it's usually generational wealth or family wealth. And yes, usually people will own a building and they'll rent it out. And it usually will maybe cover their mortgage. People don't want to lose money. But even if they do lose a little bit of money, it's usually increasing their investment because if they have a million-dollar building 10 years ago, it's probably 2 to $3 million right now. So you're increasing your investment, and that's good. But you're still... You still have to pay for all of these things. And if your main source of income isn't going up, but your main source of expenses does, that creates this sort of, you know, in, insolvable situation. And the only way to do that is to increase the rent. Now, that seems like something any reasonable person would understand, right? Anybody that deals with, you know, margins and profits and revenues and expenses knows how that works, right? That's just... That's just a very simple equation. But the simple fact that so many of these people are staging protests about that they can't afford to live in their apartment if there's a 3% increase, which, by the way, they voted for. And yes, it's going to be a 3% increase. 
Yep, that's a lot of money. If it's $300 a month, it's now $303 a month. But let's be honest, it's not $300 a month. It's $3,000 a month, and maybe it's going to be, you know, $3,030 a month. And, you know, there was a woman on there saying, like, that's the difference between, you know, this medication and paying my rent. Yeah. Sometimes it's really expensive to live some places. Like, do you know why I don't live in Southampton or Lloyd Harbor? Because I can't afford to live there. It sucks, but it's true. Do you know why I don't have a beach house? Do you know why I don't live, like, you know, uh, in on Long Beach, on the beach? Do you know why I don't? Because I can't afford to live there. Do you know whose fault that is? Me neither. Mine? Societies? Lives? But no one is coming to bail me out. Nobody is coming to give me some sort of stabilized amount of money to go live on the water. Because that's where I want to live. Maybe I want to live up at Eaton's Neck. Or Orient Point. It's beautiful out there. You want to give me some money to go live there? Do you want to get? Do you want to give me a cool twenty-two million dollars to live on Shelter Island? It looks beautiful there. I can't afford to live there, so somebody else needs to pay for it. Does anybody else see how ridiculous that sounds? And I can certainly make an argument for people that are on fixed income, Social Security, disabilities, and SSI and stuff like that. But that's what public housing is for. And yes, I know we have a shortage on public housing, but maybe that should be the conversation. What you're asking for is somebody else to pay your rent because you don't want to. And I have a huge problem with that. I have a huge problem with the lack of gratitude for even having a place to live, but also the lack of basic understanding. Yeah, it's not fair. You want to live where you want to live and you can't afford to live there on your salary. What do you want me to tell you? What do you want me to tell you? Fight a different fight. Just don't fight to have your thing be so important that we all have to pay for it. Besides, who do you think is going to end up paying for that anyway? People like us don't have rent-stabilized apartments. How is that okay? I understand that there's an inequity in wealth in this country. Believe me, I've been talking about it for years. But punishing the rest of us, like the middle class, what's left of it? That's not going to solve anything. It's only going to make more people poor. you got to make different decisions. you got to pick different leaders. I'm sorry if people can't afford to live where they want to live. It's really like one of the oldest stories in the book. It's certainly one of the oldest stories in mine. So if you have any thoughts on that, jump on 99WNRR.com. Tell me how wrong I was, and uh, we can discuss it during the rest of the show. But first... I'm going to listen to some data remember because you know where I can't afford to live? Probably Ocala, Florida. Although, not after DeSantis is done with it. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, it seems like uh, my math skills leave a little bit to be desired. Honestly, I don't know what I was doing besides not really paying attention. Yes, sorry. If it's $300 and it's a 3% increase, that's going to be a $9 increase. And if it's $3,000, it'll be a $90 increase, which I totally understand. As being a sizable amount of money, it just doesn't take away from the original argument. So sorry about that, all you math nerds that I may or may not have offended out there. As tired and as in pain uh, as I currently am, I can math when required. 
So the band Jimmy Eat World uh, has been around for ages. Uh, they're a really good band. On occasion, they throw up a really good song. Uh, I think we all know at least one, two, three, maybe even four Jimmy Eat World songs that we really, really love. Uh, but this new one called Telepath, man, it it seems like it's a little different, and I really, really like it. And maybe you will too. Maybe not. But what do I care? I can't even math. Hard rock lunch. A little something from your broken hero that I posted last week uh, for your uh, ear holes to listen to. Uh, I've got more new music now and a bunch of other stuff for this week. Uh, not Well, actually not as much as other weeks has been, but i got a few tunes for you. i got a few tunes, including this one, brand new from Slipknot, Corey Taylor, just revolving around all three of his projects, putting up nothing but three-pointers, in my opinion. The song's called Adderall. On the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I was just checking out and, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, perfectly honest, got super excited. They released the roster for the women's, uh, U.S. women's national soccer team for the World Cup. And uh, it's just, it's great to see. Like, it's really cool to see, like, you know, who made the team, who's going to join the team again. There's a couple that opted to not play this year because it's a big time commitment. And as, you know, people may or may not remember, like, there's not a lot of money to be made for it. Uh, and, like, I don't even know if I want to drift into that argument because I'm just so disgusted by, by, by roughly half of Americans. It's just, but it's funny because I saw, I saw that they posted it and, like, the first comment under Megan Rapino. Uh, uh, made the U.S. national team unsurprisingly again. She's going to return as a forward. And the very first comment under it, it's like, well, you know, it's too bad the anti-American Megan Rapinoe had to be on the team. Like, dude, like, first of all, shut the fuck up. Second of all, like, she's more American than most other people because she was fighting for something she believed in and actually ended up helping other Americans. I know, it's crazy. She didn't just sit there and complain on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. She actually did something and raised awareness about something that was important. And that was something I was just trying to avoid. But the fact that not everybody can do the World Cup because you're basically out for weeks. And if you don't get paid for it, you can't necessarily go. All right. By a show of hands, how many people listening to me right now can go take six weeks off to go play soccer without an income? Anybody? Anybody? Right. So again, shut up. If you're complaining about pay for our national athletes that represent us on the national stage, just shut up. Unless you can do it, shut up. That being said, I'm super psyched to see like most of this team returning. Like it's it's so great. Like and there's definitely people that I'm missing, like that would be good to like have in there. Like Sauerbrotten's didn't return this year, which is disappointing, but like Crystal Dunn did. Like, she'll be back in defense and Kelly O'Hara. Like, they are so badass and just crazy. And just forgive the fact that I just happen to like soccer and women's soccer specifically. But even though the men's team did really, really good this past year, like, they still didn't even come close to winning. Like, the fact that the women's national team are a real contender for winning the World Cup, like, yo, that is a huge deal to me. And it should be a bigger deal to everybody. But, like, I'll settle for just me. But, but like, the simple fact that, like, like Rose Lavelle and uh, and and Julie Ertz are like they're back in midfield. Like that is just awesome. And of course, Megan Rapinoe is going to be back and forward with Alex Morgan. Like it's it's a big deal. And I got like I got really excited. I actually just 
read two of the little trivia things on it. Like, I didn't know this, but Mega Rapino, she's sitting at 199 national team games. She's going to hit the 200 milestone this this through this World Cup. And she's only the 14th national team player to ever do that, men and women. Like, that is a big deal. She's represented her country 200 times on the national stage. I guarantee if you have time to sit there and post an Instagram comment, you aren't that worth it to the rest of us. I assure you of that. Like, it just... It's just so great. By the way, does anybody remember that human trafficker, trafficker that was talking smack with uh, uh, Greta Thunberg like, a couple months ago? And, like, he just, like, she said something about, like, you know, little dick energy or whatever. He just flipped out. But he had the pizza from, like, some local place in Romania or Czechoslovakia. Like, he got convicted. He's going to jail for human trafficking. <laughs> so that's somebody that's going to have time to post this kind of thing. Uh, but actually, one of the other things that I thought was really funny, and I didn't know this, uh, one of the new players, Christy Mewis, she's going to be a midfielder, and her sister, Sam, played for the 2019 team. Like, that's cool. It's the first time, it's the first time apparently, that sisters have represented the World Cup together, and I just, I kind of nerd. Thought that was thought that was kind of cool, but like, listen, whatever you think about like people advocating for themselves, like it's fine to advocate for something that makes sense. Like I'm I'm all for that, especially when it's it serves for the like the, the, the like the better situation of somebody that's able to do these things. Like this is somebody that's doing something for all of us, and if we decide as a country that you know. International sports isn't something that we want to do, then okay, that's fine. But throwing a couple of bucks at somebody that can do this for six weeks and, you know, in the summer and just take that kind of time off and, like, put their body physically through the paces of something like that. Yeah, you know what? I'd rather pay somebody like that. I'd rather pay Megan Rapino to go score some goals on the World Cup than pay somebody like Lauren Boebert to go represent us in Congress. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Okay, I'm going to need some people to weigh in here, which is funny because the people listening are probably the ones that started this in the first place. But let's just get some real talk going real fast. I think we can all agree that it is not okay to let your kids go hungry simply because you're watching your game shows, right? Like that seems silly or just any show, right? Don't let your kids go hungry because you're too busy to make them. Every parent will tell you that you don't feed the kid on the first ask, just like you don't feed the cat or the dog on the first ask. You got to train them. They got to learn. They got to learn to satiate a little bit. Like I'm fine with that, but don't make them wait if it's time for lunch. Don't make them wait because you're. Busy. However, I think we can also all agree that it is completely okay for an 80-year-old man to show up late to his wife's wake so that he could watch his soap operas. Because honestly, I'm pretty sure that's the way she would have wanted it. Speaking of the way she would have wanted it, Mikey's band, Something Heavy's got a brand new song out that they did an absolutely fantastic job not promoting last week to the point where even I didn't know it was coming out. But I got you this week. It's called Just to Live Again on the box.
So here's a question that I don't actually know the answer to, and this is how busy I am. Normally I would take this kind of time and look up this sort of thing, but I just don't have the time right now. So uh, we all know about the sub, or I think. Um, we all know about these, the uh, submersible that was like looking for the Titanic and has been missing for four days. They expect by noon today they would have run out of oxygen. Assuming uh, they didn't eat one of the people, which I would have. Like, no offense, but like, stressful situation. Like, <laughs> boys gotta eat. And I'm not making any jokes. This sounds horrible. And honestly, it sounds like an absolutely horrendous way to die. Uh, so, like, I actually, if they are, uh, if they are out of air, I actually hope something much more uh, catastrophic happens so it was quicker. Because that. Ugh, like, I'll have nightmares from that shit. Like, that just sounds awful. Um, I will say, the one thing I thought was interesting about it that I heard yesterday is that the, a lot of these safety concerns about the submersible are now surfacing, right? Like, there was an employee that actually whistle blew about the safety concerns uh, for this submersible. And nobody really cared, including the CEO of the company, who was like, no, 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 they've taken substantial whatever's to rectify. Well, it turns out the CEO is actually the pilot that's missing of this thing. So I wonder how much his, like, I feel like we've all seen that movie where the guy is, like, regretting, like, they made the change. Like, uh, everybody remembers, like, Paul Reiser and Alien, you know, like, that kind of that kind of level of regret. Like, I would like to think that that happened at least a little bit. That would be good. Um, but here's my question, and this is incredibly insensitive, but it sort of goes to sort of goes to a little bit of what I was talking about, wealth inequality. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that possibly, maybe, every single person that's listening to this show does not have the money to go on a basically private submersible vehicle and go check out the Titanic. The rest of us poor people have to watch it on TV uh, or in the movie theater, like the people that were doing the dance in steerage from the movie. Like, that's kind of like where we're So, and that's fine. I'm not begrudging somebody with money. I'm also not trying to make money a bad thing. Like, I think we all should have money, and that would be a much better thing. Like, I think that's good. So I'm not demonizing money. My question is that this uber, super rich group of people got to do this thing, uh, and now... The Coast Guards and navies of two major North American countries, of which there are three, uh, the U.S. and Canada, have spent four days of ship resources, personnel resources, uh, aircraft sources, uh, resources, looking for these people. And now other countries, like the French, I think the Australians sent in some people too. Uh, the French actually sent in like one of the only submersibles that would be available to tow this thing off the ocean floor if they did find it. Like, by the way, also, just pause on that for a second. Like, if you're going someplace where they only have one thing that can come get you, first of all, wouldn't you have that on speed dial? Like, that's my first thing. Uh, like, if you climb to the top of Everest, like, helicopters can't rescue you from there. So that's why, that's one of, that's the only reason I'm not going and climbing Mount Everest, if you must know. So my question is this, though. That is a lot of people spending a lot of time and using a lot of resources to try and find these people. Which, yep, humanitarian thing, humanitarian effort. Like, we send people to help people that are, you know, 
stuck in earthquakes and you know tsunamis and stuff like that all the time. And who pays for this? Who's paying for this? Who okayed this, actually? Did you? Did I? I didn't. So, you mean to tell me if you had, like, I don't know, 200 Algerian migrants in the Mediterranean trying to make it over to France or Italy, would you send a billion dollars worth of resources to help them out? Would you? If anybody knows the answer to who actually is going to pay for this, because the Coast Guard is not free. Yes, we have a budget, but those are our resources that we are using to try and save these people. I want to know who pays for it. Do we bill their insurance company? Is it like, is there a deductible? Is it like out of network, like my insurance company is trying to do for me? Because that would be pretty cool. Nope, sorry. The U.S. Coast Guard is out of network. Or the Canadian Coast Guard is out of network. You'll have to pay for that out of pocket. Because that's what I'm dealing with right now. My personal favorite repercussion of my new shit insurance. But we'll get to that later. Maybe, maybe not. I can't complain all day. Well, yeah, I can. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Now, while it's true that over the years... Roughly the 12 years that Rebel 9 has been a band. Uh, many people have come up with many different reasons why they couldn't come to the show. And it might not surprise you to know that it's not even remotely the first time somebody has pretended to die to get out of a Rebel 9 show. But the reality is, is that we're on to you. We've seen all of the excuses. And even though our very own Melissa decided to go into, and I'm air quoting here, sepsis to get out of uh, Rebel 9, uh, of a Rebel 9 show, we do, uh, we, we are glad she's feeling better uh, after giving birth to what I can only assume is a four to five pound kidney stone. Been there, sister. <laughs> Uh, I figured since Keep You Near was your favorite, I would dig this one up. I did, uh, I did a News 12 virtual acoustic show not all that long ago, although it seems like forever ago. But this is Keep You Near from that. Another super rarity on the box. It's called Keep You Near. Keep 
hurts the most is the only way to go. Brace against the cold to fall into these new hands, to never getting old, to never understand. Don't hold out. Don't get lost in the sound of the voices that keep you near. Don't hold out. Don't get caught in the sound of all that you've seen here. Find out together. It's Polaris on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Joan Jett still crushing it after all these after all these years, man. Good for her. It's awesome. It's actually just thinking like I feel like I've said this already on the show, but I mean I guess it's possible I didn't, but like I'm having trouble like <laughs> I'm having trouble finding local bands to work with. As silly as that sounds, it's something I just didn't really expect. I was actually talking to somebody just yesterday who offered us a show. Um, they actually offered us to play uh, with, with another band at Nostalgia, but we're probably going to play there by the end of the year on our own. Um, and that'll be fun. And it'll be fine. Like I'll, I, want, I might want to do it like kind of like our Christmas party. Um, so I'll let, I'll let everybody know. But it'll be like in the first or second week of December probably the second week of December um, if I can because um, we kind of always have like an end of the year show and that might be fun to do it's a good way to kind of see everybody right before the holidays because you really just don't see anybody until January after that uh, but I'm you know I'm already leery about it because like I don't I'm, I'm kind of running out of bands to play with like I've got a handful that I still kind of use I've got a couple more that are sort of like entering the fray a little bit um which is great. Like I love to have more more bands, but like I'm, de- I'm definitely I'm definitely losing a step because of not having the unplugs and stuff because I don't get a chance to kind of see new talent. But nobody's really sending me any new bands either. Like there's no new bands coming up that are like sending me money, like sending me money, sending me music. They're also not sending me money, which is probably important. Maybe that matters. Like I know Bill's got his new band Feast Your Eyes, and they're going to start playing uh, in July. Uh, so that's good. But like. I don't even know any other new bands. And, like, I don't know that I can fill that 
slot. Like I, I know, I know there's a couple younger bands. Like I'm actually toying with the idea of maybe like asking voicemail onto a show. But now I've got to find. I, I got to see how old they all are. I don't even know how old they are. Uh, and I got to make sure that I don't run into the same kind of problems that I was. And not that Sam Pollitt wasn't worth the effort of trying to get her to play, but like seriously, the first time I played with her, she was like, "Yo, I'm only 20. Is that is that okay? Like, is it my mom's coming with me?" And I was like, "That's adorable, but I am gonna have to ask the bar." And it worked out. Like, I don't need the extra work. And again, like Sam was completely worth it to have her, you know, play shows and stuff. And maybe I can ask her for something like this too. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to talk to her. But like, I am looking for something. Some, I'm looking for some new brand, bands. I'm looking for some new talent, people that want to play. And again, like I've got this this handful of bands, and I'm trying to fill this handful of shows with them. And I don't mind playing with the same bands over and over again. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't like a good show is a good show. Like I would do that last Friday night show over and over again, right? But like other people want to hear other other bands and stuff. But it's more speaking to like I just don't know anyone. So if you know new bands coming up, like definitely feel free to like send them my way. Like I was interested in maybe like doing something with like Scared Twenty, but I'm starting to hear things that they're not so super easy to work with. I toyed with the idea of maybe asking Off Guard onto a show, but I don't know them, and they certainly aren't making any efforts. Despite all the times that I've like played them and stuff, like I'm not getting any efforts from them, and that's not necessarily their fault. Like I'm just saying, like. This is this is hard to do. Like I'm having trouble doing it. Uh, and then maybe like you know next maybe next year I won't book shows. Maybe I won't make shows anymore, and I'll just play other people's shows. I I do get enough offers to play other shows. Uh, in fact, I've had to turn two or three down already uh, in the past couple of months because they conflicted with shows we already had on the books. So maybe maybe next year I just don't book any shows, and we just start taking other people's shows and see what happens downside to that is that we're not going to be able to put on like really great shows that our core fan base likes. I'm not going to have that level of control. Uh, like I do need to add one more band for our August 5th show at the warehouse. I need an opening act. I just got to decide who that's going to be. But it's got to be somebody that, that's, you know, first of all, they got to be old enough. I got to make sure that that's the case. Uh, but it's also got to be somebody that's willing to work with the rest of the bands. you know. And then I got to fill that that Halloween show. I am going to ask Eddie from iIgnite if they want to do the Halloween show with us. So that'll be that'll be fun, and I think people will enjoy seeing that. Uh, but like, yeah, for the August fifth show, it's going to be us craving in something heavy again, which is awesome. We're actually adding in Pathmaker for the next one, which is going to be good. And then I want one one other band. But it's like, it's not super easy. It just it just isn't. I don't know why I'm complaining. Probably because. It's one of the things I am good at, and I don't need other people to help me. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on the name, but the longtime drummer from Alkaline Trio has decided to step down from the band. Uh, it's been two decades. He's stepping down because, honestly, he's just exhausted from doing it. Even though they've had a whole bunch of time off with uh, with Matt Skiba going on to uh, Blink-182, replacing Tom DeLonge for however long he did that. It just It's a wear and tear on your physical body and your mental uh, state, and he decided that it's time for him to sort of step down. And there are definitely times where I totally understand uh, what, what that's like and why that is, and I'm just I'm glad I'm not there yet, but I definitely can see a day when that's going to hit because it is exhausting. Uh, but I've got to make other physical changes before I'm going to do that. But, uh, I don't know. Certainly one of my top ten bands, I think. Top eleven bands? I don't know. I love Alkaline Trio. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. Box.
Yeah, man, it's time for your weekly craving of the week with, of course, Craving Strange. As always, it's wonderful to share a stage with my best friends and stuff like that, and the fact that they all happen to be in super good bands is just just super bonus. Uh, so playing with something heavy and Craving Strange, just it's always a pleasure for me to actually share the stage with those guys. Uh, as Mike had put it, put it before the show, like, yeah, there's going to be some good music going on, and that's fine, but it's actually going to be nice to get us all in the same room since it's been like eight or nine months since that's even happened. That's mostly my fault. In fact, 99% my fault. I... I, I fully take every inch and ounce of blame for being just like the hardest and worst friend to have over the past couple of years. It just, you know, everybody that knows me that's in that situation kind of understands the why of all of it. Doesn't mean I don't feel bad about it. But I just, I'm here to, sh- I'm here to tell you that in this particular case, this friend who appears to look just like your friend is not your enemy, but uh, they're out there. So keep an eye. Used to be part of the fight. I used to be someone I liked. You were never ready. You were never ready. You have to complicate, and I'm always proving that I'm right. We were never ready. We were never ready. This is the last time you will ever see me act like I could never be. Lost the song, everything is empty. Everything is empty. I know that you can't see, and I can't keep shutting my eyes. You were never ready. You were never ready. This is the last time you will ever see me act like I could never be. Get the hell on out of here. Thank you for listening to my nonsense. And thank you for letting me start to vent about 
how I'm becoming a conservative Republican, apparently, in my grand old age. Let's try to reel that back a little next week. But for now, I've got to go. I got a piece so damn bad. I'm still doing that extra water thing I've been telling you about, but having a little trouble getting into 182 ounces. It's roughly the same amount that those guys in the submersible are probably drinking. Oh, man, I'm ashamed of myself. I really do hope they end up home safe because honestly, nobody needs to go through that. I am sorry. I apologize for saying that. It seems like kind of a queen ends the show sort of a day. So why don't we just do that? Let's have ourselves a great day and a great weekend. It's going to be like 85 to 90 degrees on over the weekend. So let's enjoy our one day of summer. And, like, let's get right back to, like, 60 degrees where us, like, kind of heavy set musicians really appreciate things, man. Uh, or I could just lose 80 pounds in the meanwhile. Uh, yeah. Also, if anybody's got any really good ideas on how I could lose 80 pounds in the next three weeks, please, hardrocklunchbox at gmail.com. For the rest of you, I'll just see you next week. And don't forget to keep yourself alive. God damn, I'm good. Hard Rock Lunch Box.